0: Love, love Talk Radio.
1: that clearly he didn't commit. Good evening. You're listening to The Quiet Storm. And I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul in R&B music, the music for your soul. As you guys know, I followed, I don't know if you guys do know, but I've been following the Troy Davis case for ever since it's been started. And he was supposed to have been executed at six minutes ago at seven o'clock. And according to sources, the execution is stayed to find out to find out if he's been delayed or not. But it will happen tonight if they didn't stay his execution. I'm really not going to get into it right now. That's another show. But tonight's special guest is Pastor Jack Bomar from the United Palace Cathedral Church here in New York City, and he will be calling in probably in about 20-25 minutes. Now, a background about a back a little bit about background of uh Pastor Jack Bomar. He was handpicked to I don't know if I'm gonna say this right, to replace um Reverend Ike. And when he comes on, I'll let him tell you about who Reverend Ike is, in case you guys don't know who he is. But right now. I'm going to get into some things Until he gets on the air If you guys want to call me up until 7.30 You can call me at 424-757-1423 And I'm sorry I'm cracked A little bit emotional Because I'm one of these people That I don't believe in the death penalty The death penalty is not a deterrent Because if it was Then we wouldn't have a lot of murders That's going on in the world So we obviously know it doesn't work But for some strange reason Our government still thinks it works classic soul and R&B music. The music for your soul. Tonight, I'm having somewhat of a different kind of show. Normally, it's all about classic soul and R&B. Tonight, I have a special guest. His name is Pastor Jack Bomar. He's from the United Palace Cathedral Church in New York City. Um, and he's going to discuss, we're going to talk about Pastor Jack, who apparently. And I may be wrong, but according to my notes to my producer, that Reverend, um, I'm sorry, the Pastor Jack Bomar replaces the Reverend J. Eichencoter. He was picked by his widow to fill his shoes. So we're going to have him on in a minute to talk about that. But let me get some program notes right out of the way first. We will launch October 1st, 2011. For G Radio New York City, where you will have the over the top blazing superstar personalities such as um Alonzo Bryan and Daryl Williams, and of course yours truly doing the quiet storm from seven to midnight five nights a week. Um the issue right now everybody's talking about is the execution of Troy Davis. Troy Davis was convicted of supposedly killing an off-duty police officer. he um They had no evidence, and seven out of the nine witnesses recanted their story. Well, with that aside, the death penalty has never been a deterrent from people killing people, so why even have it? So if you murder someone and the government kills you, isn't that murder? Isn't that saying... I, you take a life, i'll take your life. Huh. That's not very that's not very Christian like as as America always wants to call itself or very God-like I'm just saying cuz this is what this is all about um how one how one talks about one thing and does another. It's kind of hypocrisy if you ask me. So, I'm going to do a I'm going to pause for a cause and I'll be right back.
2: Founded by Harvard Business alumni, Crimson Oak Academy is an innovative online business academy for lifelong scholars and ambitious professionals. Utilizing 21st century technology, Crimson Oak provides you virtual education, industry events, and advisory services. Discover your leadership potential today on Facebook.com/Crimson Oak or visit CrimsonOakacademy.com.
1: about the future of Public Enemy. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul in R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, we're having a special guest. His name is Pastor Jack Beaumont from the United Palace Cathedral Church in New York City. Now, I know you guys don't know a lot about him, but he, the best I can sum this up, and he will... Actually, correct me if I'm wrong. When he comes on, he is a replacement for the Reverend Jay encoder. Now, for guys, for you, for you guys who are not living in America and have never heard of Reverend Ike, please, by all means, go to YouTube or go where you need to go to um, to talk to to find out who Reverend Ike is. Without further ado, I think I'm going to have him on as group. <laughs> G Radio, New York City, you're on the air. Hello. Well, I guess someone didn't really want to talk to me, did they? Um, we're gonna keep, well, anyway, you guys go check out. Um, or just uh Google Reverend um, uh, I'm sorry, Google Pastor Jack Bomar, and you'll get some background information. And I'm not going to take too many phone calls. I'm not going to take any phone calls when he comes on. I will let you guys want to talk come in the chat room and I'll ask questions that way. But you're listening to the question, I'm your host Greg Lastman here at Radio New York City. We find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. So, as my understanding right now, uh, Troy Davis has got a bit of a reprieve from uh, being executed tonight. Um, so we're going to see what the Supreme Court will say in an hour or so, because they still have his execution on for tonight. If the Supreme Court or the Governor of Georgia doesn't give him clemency, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, right now, I'm gonna get into um, another song that I that one of my that my producer put and I haven't heard this song in a while, so I think it's a kind of a cool song. Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter here at G Radio New York City. Without further ado, I do think I have Pastor Jack on the line. Hello, Pastor Jack. Hello, Greg. How are good you, evening.
2: Good evening. I'm well. How are, you? How are you today?
1: Fabulous. I woke up. That's a good <laughs> <picture>. <laughs> That's That's a great start. <laughs> so welcome to G Radio New York City. I presently have about... 13,000 listeners in three countries at this moment.
2: Oh, how awesome. How awesome. And hello to everyone that's tuning in and for li- and listening. And thank you so much for having me on tonight. It's Man, a- My pleasure. The pleasure is all mine.
1: So, Pastor Jack, give us a little bit of background first before we, you know, start this. About Pastor Jack and how you came about.
2: Pastor Jack, oh my goodness, I am... Um, uh, Greg, I actually I've been here uh in New York at United Palace uh, Cathedral for the past year and I came uh, by way of uh Chicago, uh by way of uh Memphis. I've uh, served a few congregations. My first congregation uh pastoring was in Chicago, uh Illinois then pastored in Santa Monica, California. Worked with a very wonderful leader in community in Atlanta, Georgia, Dr. Bishop Barbara King, and um, served a church in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And so, uh, originally from Tennessee, and uh, just uh, just really excited and honored to be here at United Palace Cathedral, carrying on this tremendous legacy of the great Right Reverend Frederick Eichren, Culture, better known to millions as Reverend Ike. So uh, it's uh, just uh, just delighted to be here. I've had a wonderful journey. My journey has been such so extraordinary. I've uh, been in the new thought teachings and serving the churches, unity churches, from working with church communities in Australia and um, also in India and Mexico. And just just very honored and humbled to be a vessel through which God and the universe uses to minister to the people today.
1: Right now, let me ask you, uh, Pastor Jack. Now, well, you were picked by Reverend Ike Widow to carry on his legacy. Is that correct?
2: Well, uh, let me give you the context. I was actually visiting last summer with Bishop uh, Carlton Pearson, I'm sure, um, out right. of Chicago. I was. I just um, uh, completed my assignment there at the church in Memphis, decided to go to um back to Chicago to complete my doctoral studies. In fact, I'm still working on that now at McCormick Theological Seminary, um, Doctor of ministry, and I was there working, volunteering with uh, Bishop Pearson, assisting him, and he was invited, um, he invited me, rather, to come and uh, join him on a visit here to United Palace. He was commuting monthly. And in my uh, uh, joining him, I met the family, Reverend Mrs. Ike and Bishop Xavier. Ike Coda, Reverend Ike's son, and the family and uh, the church members. And they heard that I was, one, a pastor and that my concentration in this doctoral program is parish revitalization and felt that this would be uh, just its divine assignment. It could be a divine appointment for me to come in and help uh, with this church here. And they were looking t- uh, at a revitalization process to occur here at this ministry. And so it's uh, it's worked out very well. So, yes. We agreed to two weeks. Came in for two weeks to sort of assess the community, right. with the community to fill me out. And two weeks led to six months, and now here we are, one year later, and uh, I'm being officially installed as the pastor in October.
1: Oh, great! Now I got, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm questioning. It's called United Palace Cathedral, correct?
2: That is correct.
1: Now you are at, you're at 175th and Broadway, which is a predominantly black and Hispanic immigrants, right?
2: It is uh, predominantly Dominican. That's correct. Right. Seventy percent Dominican today.
1: Now, my question—one of my questions—is that the word cathedral, the word cathedral, doesn't that show rich? Doesn't that mean rich?
2: Well, it it suggests that cathedral uh, means the seat of the bishop, and so um, anytime that there is a bishop, typically the church, uh, whatever the reference to. Uh, the church is; it would um, ultimately become cathedral, right. and it's uh, rightfully so, being that Bishop saviour is our presiding prelate here. Right, um,
1: but because i so. question is, is that being in a predominantly poor neighborhood, and the word cathedral, I don't know. It just and you know these people, and, and when I say these people, the middle, it's poor, but pretty much poor. I would say predominantly poor. Would you would you agree?
2: Oh, no, I cannot agree with that, Greg, no? because, you know, our founders, uh, even Reverend Ike, would say there are no poor people. Oh, wow. No one poor is just one's concept of, uh, a poor concept of God's riches and God's good in this universe. Well, being so I, can't, I won't affirm that, but I will say that there are probably those who don't know that they have access to... The riches of the universe and have not brought that into their experience. I will not agree with uh, anything other than the highest of the individual. But I can say I do understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, but but um, how do? Well, how does how does the United Palace Cathedral Church help people enrich and see that there there's uh, avenues to, I guess, get out of the working class, or may I say? The uh, underprivileged or
2: the poverty. Sure. Wow. Well, we're, our primary way, of course, you know, we, we it's through our teachings. We right. teach the power and value of our thoughts and our words, and through our thoughts and words, we can create, we create and recreate our reality. We can do that. We have the power to do that, uh, and it's the the power of. Whatever reference uh, the, individual, uh, the listeners may have, or whatever right. reference the person may have to this divine, this presence, God. My reference is God. Right. That we have the power to uh, channel this kind of uh, divine energy into our life experiences through our thoughts and our words. So here, what we do is we work on the mentality of the individual. That if we get the mind right, and that's what we work on, right. Uh, get, uh, getting the thought processes correct changing them, uh, working, doing mental and spiritual house cleaning, and helping individuals to see how we create and um, bring into our experiences stuff that we don't want just by simply talking about the stuff that we don't want and thinking about the stuff that we don't want and those things that we don't want. And so we do it through our services, through our classes. Uh, We have our Science of Living classes. We have um, all of our services. If you ever come to services here, um, you will hear these tenets of our teachings in the message. Uh, We have a number of activities here uh, for youth uh, as well as adults, seniors. Um, uh, We all offer bilingual everything that we do now. All of our services are bilingual. So we are making the message available to individuals and meeting the people where they are uh, and making it available in a way that they can say amen to it.
1: Now, my question again, too, is, okay, I understand what you're saying by having one to realize what one has in oneself, correct?
2: That's the key. Awareness, absolutely. Realization awareness is the
1: key. With that said, why now where does the – the religion come in at, at, to it, where does, because what I'm trying to say, pastor is that, you know, you know, when you say that I've, I've seen um, these motivated uh, motivational speakers who try to do that without uh, a religious spin, if I may, but you're, you're saying that with, are are you, are you saying that you're doing this with some kind of
2: spiritual spin? Absolutely, and all of us, it's all it's all when we look at consider biblical literature, and when you come here, come to uh, come to United Palace Cathedral, and. You hear messages, all, each and every message is undergirded by biblical literature. But instead of doing a, a literal interpretation of it, you know, it's to put on the mind of Christ, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Let the God mind, let the divine mind, the mind that uh, of oneness and connection with with the source and with uh, all all of creation, let this mind be in you, the mind that of faith, let this mind be in you uh that everything that we teach here is undergirded by bib- biblical literature but we we interpret it metaphysically we are what we call metaphys- metaphysicians and transliteralists here we transcend the literal word because the literal word is often binding uh we get the spiritual meaning the inner meaning of the written word um in a way that it will uh, we can apply it into uh, in our experiences in our life um so it's not a lot of the literal word if you find, especially if you start reading the bible uh, the bible literally interpreting it literally you know there's a lot of um binding components of that um, but we it's re- at- actually interpret it in a way that frees the mind frees the spirit to uh to um uh, for the individual to explore their their true spiritual nature and I do believe that. We teach that. We're we're more than just the body, and that's what often happens. We spend all of these years in high school. And, let's go back to even uh, preschool and then um, elementary and um, secondary school and uh, high school and college, those who go beyond uh, high school. We condition. We feed the, the conscious mind our intellectual mind, the reasoning mind, the rationalizing mind, and we work for years on developing that part of ourselves. But not uh, so. How uh, very often or very seldom do we, do individuals, give that same amount of time and attention right. to cultivating and developing their spiritual uh, component, the spirit, so their spirit?
1: Much, you're pretty much trying to transform one's life.
2: Well, it is absolutely. I believe that we can. We transform our lives by transforming our thoughts and our words and how our own self image and how we see ourselves and how we, I believe that however, uh, whatever my impression or my perspective of myself reflects how I see God. And, you know, if I see myself as anything other than how I see God, then ultimately there's separation. So we're coming into, it is changing one's life, transforming one's life by renewing their mind, but providing them tools, providing the people who come here with tools um, to do this. Successfully do this. We have a number of a number of testimonies, and if you've ever studied Reverend Nike 's material, if you're familiar with his stories, his ministry, his message, uh, and how even even still today, Greg, we have people coming and talking about how their lives are changing because they're getting a new thought and thinking right. differently, speaking okay. differently. Right. Now, now my question: What, uh,
1: with that said, what is what is your idea of the solution to poverty?
2: My solution is to begin to focus on um, – my solution to anything is through our connection with the source. And in that connection, you know, I've visited in Australia, India, um, and a number of other places what, that's con- that we consider that's often labeled as third world conditions. Right. And you may go there. They may not have all of the abundance that we have here but they're very far from being poor uh, in what they consider in poverty. Uh, They can manifest and bring forth into their experience whatever is needed, their daily bread, without worry, without struggle, and without strain. Not to say that's every place, but I do believe that in our connection and knowing our connection, and that's where our faith and our spiritual development comes in, our connection with the source, God, the infinite good, our all sufficiency in all things, the source and the supply in our everything all all of the universe, and at that connection, just being aware that in that awareness, whatever it is that we need or desire um, in order to live life um, comfortably, not only comfortably, I do believe in the words of Jesus, I have come, that you may have life and have life more abundantly, that we can live the abundant life um, by bringing ourselves into a greater awareness of connection, that God and I are one with the source, I'm I'm a part of this. The Spirit of God lives in me. And if the Spirit of God lives in me, God's good, God's riches, God's wealth, and um, whatever it is that I'm desiring and seeking is with me as well. And all I have to do is turn my attention, listen, learn to listen to the still small promptings, the still small voice and the promptings of the still small voice, and it will always guide me to the way I need to go. So in terms of how the answer to poverty, I'll just give you the answer to riches and prosperity. Um, that is through our connection with God. And I do believe that in seeing and sensing ourselves as being separate from the source, then ultimately we find ourselves not only spirit, experiencing poverty in the sense of uh, money or financial supply, but poverty in the sense of love and peace and uh, peace of mind and health. There are a lot of people who are poor in their body, right? poor health, uh, poor in their relationships, Poor in their uh interactions with their family members and their loved ones, um all because there is separation, a sense of separation in their own mentality
1: yeah but 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 pastor, let me ask you when this guy just lost his job, he can't feed his kids or pay his rent, where do you you know and he believes that his God is all in one his, his you know he he
2: lives he lives
1: the the right way, what do you tell him?
2: I would tell the gentleman, it depends, depends on what he's asking me. Uh, for one, I will pray with him and uh, affirm the truth. And whether we see it or not, the truth is that uh, there is an abundance, there is an answer, and there is a, a solution. I don't have to know the answer. I don't have to know the solution, but I do know that there is one. My faith tells me that there is an answer and there is a, a solution. And if you, the more we focus our attention on, on the answer, mm-hmm. focus our attention on a, the solution, and that comes for me And my uh, relationship with God My relationship with the source um, That whatever steps I need to take In order to bring that that um, To change my situation I'll be led and guided to do so Now we've had people We come have that all the time Greg People come uh-huh. in here They're broke Seemingly broke uh, They're out of a job uh, Their life is really chaotic uh, But to get into this, this place and to be reminded that there is an answer, there is a solution, whether they see it or not. Mm-hmm. And to create an atmosphere where they can come and get still, to be quiet for a moment, to connect with their source. Uh, I've seen it, okay. not only here, but uh, all in every community where I've pastored. So that's what I would tell them. I don't have to know exactly what steps they would have to take or they would need to take in order right. to change the situation. But I do know this that there is always an answer and always, There's
1: solution. always a solution, and Jack. that the Spirit of
2: God is always speaking right. and to the heart and mind of man and woman. man, but man and woe man are not always listening. Right,
1: that's true. Hold on one second, Pastor. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassett, here at G Radio New York City, and tonight I have a very special guest, the Pastor Jack Bomar from the United Palace Cathedral Church in New York City. Um, Pastor, I am going to play a song. Hold on one second, okay? okay. Don't go anywhere.
2: Uh, well, you're start. listening to the sound.
1: Jack Beaumont from the United Palace Cathedral
2: to New York City.
1: Now, Pastor Jack, that is at 175th and Broadway, right?
2: Yes, sir, 175th and Broadway. Uh, Actually, between 175th and 176th, we take up the entire block here. Wow. Um, Yeah, extraordinary. Phenomenal, (laughs) phenomenal place.
1: So, Pastor Jack, tell me, what is it that you want your legacy to be?
2: Uh, repeat that. Say that once again, Greg Mapa. What would you want?
1: What would you want your legacy to be?
2: Oh wow. What would I want my legacy to be? Hmm. Greg, I can tell you that what uh, my intentions are in ministry—it's uh, been my prayer for such a long time. And since, especially in the call, uh, in this call to ministry, I started out um, really as a child playing for the church, my church choir. I always pray this prayer: God use me. Just use me, use me in your service, and whatever it is that you would have me to do, just make me the best, and put me in the best, and around the best, and just make me the best that I can possibly be in this. And um, my le- the legacy that I desire to leave is to um, just a legacy of love, and where communities uh, uh, feel that truly there's a, a man of God who's come through these doors, these walls. Who really have uh, who has a heart for ministry and heart for the people, a heart for God, a heart for listening and for community and that's so important to me it's um about bridging and I can see that in my all of the my pastorates, my previous pastorates entering communities that were ultimately on the decline and uh, ready for a sense of revival and revitalization and and that has happened in every situation um but it started with just loving the people. Listening to the people, and uh, affirming uh, the people, and encouraging the members—you um, know, just letting them that we can do more than what we're we're doing now. That there's something more here that God is wanting to do through His ministry. So, I guess that there's a legacy that um, yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. Actually,
1: that is fabulous. Now, let me ask you one other question. I got a lot of questions going in my mind. I didn't even write down any questions. Speaking as I going along. Now. I'm just looking at the news too today. What's your feeling on gay marriage?
2: What is my feeling on
1: gay marriage?
2: Gay marriage. Yes. Um Greg, I would have to tell you, I, um, I'm, a, I'm from the persuasion, you know, that we all listen and we all we have to we listen to the spirit of God within ourselves, and uh, I don't have uh, an impression. It's not that I'm against gay marriage. Um, in fact, I have friends who are same-gender loving right. uh, A lot of friends, couples I've pastored couples And, you know, it's they're all spiritual beings for me they, Everyone is a spiritual being before we identify our preferences in this human body First, we are a spiritual being An extension of God uh, Almighty The Spirit of the Divine So, regardless of however individuals choose to their preferences And how they choose to uh, show up, if it works for them, and if it's bringing a sense of peace of mind and um, uh, soulful ful- soul fulfillment, then I'm saying go for it. Right.
1: Now, if someone wanted to get married in your church, would you let them?
2: Well, that's not a decision alone that I could make, you know, in terms of decisions here, in terms of a, um, marriage. You know, there's a whole process of going through here. So, you know, there's. Uh, I still report to the board and okay. and the members, and so i have that i don't think that i've that I've ever been asked or approached oh, okay. I can tell you what I have been approached with you might be surprised. <laughs> 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 this might be too much information no. <laughs> you, you <laughs> I was that. Appro- actually I was approached by and I was I mean, you know i you have to look at it I didn't count it out there was a couple same same gender loving couple mm-hmm. uh two ladies who asked me to uh donate a seed. Like really? Uh, you know, really? Yeah. Absolutely. In a previous in a previous pastorate, they they asked me if I would uh, um donate a, a seed. <laughs> they wanted a child. <laughs> now and,
1: uh, now, Pastor Jack, you know I got to answer. What was your what was your answer to that question?
2: You know, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I thank God for discernment, man. I really do. <laughs> you know, they took me to dinner, and right. they wanted they just wanted to have some time out. You know. Members often knew that. And I'm right. like, but when we got there, I just knew, you know, my spirit said, well, there's something here. They <laughs> want to go someplace. And I'm, and so I asked them, I <laughs>
0: said,
2: yeah, I'm like, and so before we finished the meal, I'm like, you know, you haven't really asked me what it is that you want to ask me. So what is it? And they like turned just absolutely red, like cherry red. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was a lighter expression couple. right? And they were saying, you know, we just wanted to ask this. And so because I really loved them and respected them, right, sure. And they were members. And um, I wanted to affirm them in their desires, but I wasn't, you know, not in a way to say that, yes, I was going to do this. So what I encouraged, I asked them questions, to see if they really thought about what they were asking. And and um, uh, I told them that, you know, I, I would have to pray about that.
1: Right. And that's
2: my way of, of you know, <laughs> without just shooting things down. Let right. me pray about him. And, <laughs> okay. uh, of course, the answer was no for me. Right, not sure. of course. It's just the answer. My answer was no because I would want to know that I have a child out in the universe and I'm not caring for them. And they're not right. under my care. But they did carry on. I think they went through the whole <laughs> legal work, got everything together to get their uh, the person who would donate a seat for them.
1: Did they finally do it? Did you
2: know? Did you um, know? I believe
1: they did. I believe
2: they did. Then tell us about the BOMAR Global Ministries. BOMAR Global Ministries, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, I've pastored in these uh, few communities, and I was pastoring in Santa Monica, California, and uh, I noticed that there were similar um, dynamics, in the, uh, similar church dynamics from the different communities. And I was at the Ethics Retreat, the spiritual retreat, in the heels of a uh, I think it's uh, one of those heels there in California. And at at this retreat, I, I heard in my meditation time, Jack, you know, I want you to avail yourself to ministers and ministries that are in need. And, um... I'm like, okay, well, what does this mean? And this is how I have my conversations with God. Neil Donald Walsh talks about having conversations with God in his book entitled that. And this is how I have my conversations. So I've got the information. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Start your ministry, Boomer Global Ministries, and go around and begin to help ministers and ministries that are needing help. You know, having served uh, congregations, Greg, and Mm -hmm. pastored, I realize it's often challenging for church communities to get really good, dependable help uh when the budget does not allot for that. Right. And so when I was told to start my ministry, I was told to go out and provide your services and don't charge a dime. Don't ask for a dime. And trust me, I will provide you with your food, your shelter and everything else that you need. And I started that. I've started giving back to my first assignments, uh, or to give back to the communities that were essentially my own spiritual foundation. And I went back for six months at these communities, which really ended up being longer, six Eighteen. The agreement was six months, but it turned out to be like eighteen to uh, eighteen months to two years, two and and a half years, at each. And so um, that's that's what um, that's what we do. We, uh, Bomar Global Ministries is the umbrella. Just go out and uh, help ministries. That's how I ended up here. Um,
1: Would you tell our tell my listeners how you know what website to go to and how to how to reach you? I
2: would like I would encourage you to go to UnitedPalaceCathedral.org. Uh, nice site, UnitedPalaceCathedral.org, and also uh, I haven't really, I haven't done much with my BomarGlobalMinistries.org uh, site, which I need to. But United Palace Cathedral uh, is the most updated. If they're for individuals who are interested in learning more, we'd love for you to uh, just stop by our site and give your render, your comments, your suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, we pray that the information ministers to you. Also, feel free, if you're in the area here at New York City, stop by United Palace Cathedral at um, 170, 4140 Broadway at 175th Street and Broadway. Our services are at 3 p.m. on Sundays. 3 wow. p.m. service. 11. Yeah, you can sleep 9 in. 11, that's, oh, that's different. 9 uh, 11. Yeah. Not eleven. No, Reverend Ike started these services. That's how he really built and grew his ministry by having uh, afternoon services. And the whole intent was that people could go to their own church service. You didn't have to leave your church community to come and be a part of this. And um, you know, we find that there are a lot of people, who, especially the younger generation, they want to sleep in and uh, then kind of get up and come to service. And so we're here, so and are, each, all of right? our services are bilingual. Say it uh, bilingual. Yes.
1: Oh, wow, that's great. Now, one other question, Pastor Jack. Is there are there any unique challenges that needed to be addressed because of the economic downturn and loss of wealth? And certainly, that's the reality in many households today.
2: Are there any immediate concerns?
1: You no, know, any unique challenges that needed that that you've ever addressed because you know the economic downturn and the loss of wealth, and that's the reality of a lot of households. Sure. You know, they um, lost their jobs, and their challenges. What can you say? To those people, you know, they like, say, okay, I want, you know what, I've been doing the right thing, I've been going to church, and I do believe. But the economy and the recession, as you know, has taken a a, a tremendous
2: downturn for the worse. What do you say to those people? Uh, Greg, I would encourage, if there's, if there's one listing now, but one, change your mindset, change your perspective on the economy. When we look outside of ourselves, I know, uh, and we've had this and I've had this and I have from people coming in here, as I said, not only here but other uh, communities, uh, and di- their situation has changed. Just because the job played out doesn't mean that you don't have access to resources. Now, God has infinite channels to bring our good to us, but if our mind is not conditioned, has not been conditioned to uh, receive and to sense and to see and expect, our good to come you good and come from any place i you've I've known people they've received unexpected income they receive uh unexpected uh, i guess uh, you know people leaving them in their wills and things getting unexpected money um if you see your job as your source that's the sign that's the first setup the job your business whatever the church even the church here it's only a channel one channel. One of many channels that God can use to bring us our good. And so what I would encourage individuals to do, if that's a, this is an opportunity for you. I believe that every experience in our, in our life, every experience that we encounter is a setup. It's an, it's an opportunity for us to utilize it to transform our experience. And we can either become uh, masters of that or victims of it. It's a matter of choice. It really is. It's a matter of choice. There's infinite channels uh, through which the infinite supply of God's good can come into our experience. Begin to work with this affirmation. If there's one listening right now, if you're working with... If it's a money situation that you're working with, begin to condition your mind. When I say condition your mind, well, there's a number of ways that we condition our mind. Uh, For one, we do it through affirmations. It's uh, repetition. And anything that when you repeat anything, especially if you do it at least up to 40 times, it becomes ingrained in your mentality. It becomes a reality. It becomes a reality. So if you begin to affirm, I am expecting expected and unexpected income, I am expecting expected. And unexpected income. I am expecting, expected, expected and unexpected income. So, uh, friends, I do believe that it's. we don't always get what we ask for. We get what we expect. Right. And it may not come through your, your employer, your pre- pre- present employer. It can come through anywhere. I know people who found money. Didn't somebody just find, I saw it in Chicago, just found $130,000 yeah. in his backyard.
1: <laughs> That's true. I remember that. Hallelujah.
2: <laughs> You know, it's about changing expand the mind. Right. Expand the catch up with God. What we try to do, we try to put God fit God in our small containered mind. Right. Instead of expanding the mind to extend, enlarge your tent, enlarge your, your strengthen your cords, extend your cords, enlarge your tent, and just believe that it's possible. If you can just have the uh Faith the size of a mustard seed. That I don't understand how. And it's not our business how it will happen. That's none of your business. Don't get caught up in how it's going to come through. That's none of you. Tell yourself it's not. The how is none of my business. My right. business is what it is. And the what is that God has pro- promised to provide and supply my daily bread. Oh, that and I'm awesome. standing on it. <laughs> uh, and either you're on it or you're not. Right, right, Pastor.
1: Hold on for a second. You're listening to the Quiet Storm. Oh. And I'm your host, Greg Lasker here at G Radio in New York City. And tonight's guest is Pastor Jack Bomar from the United Palace Cathedral in New York City. Um, don't go anywhere, Pastor. I'll be right back. I'm just going to play a tune. All right. All yeah. right.
0: Wake up, everybody! No more sleeping in bed, no more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. World changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much.
1: You're listening to The Quiet Storm And I'm your host Greg Lasseter here at G Radio New York City Tonight's special guest is Pastor Jack Bomar From the United Palace Cathedral Church in New York City So, Pastor Jack, I'm reading some emails that um, some of my listeners Want me to ask you one question, another question. Is, what is your feeling on abortion?
2: Greg, you have some pretty tough questions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, have to, I, I can tell you, you know, it's uh, uh, there's some mixed feelings because I've known situations, at, you know, confidential, just being in this position as pastor. I've known individuals who um, their body was... Uh, you know, ladies who had been raped and right. they were forced, they they were left with a child and they wanted to make some changes. I've known individuals who had uh, their uh, home environment, their, uh, was not conducive to raising, you know, a healthy child and just different situations. I cannot, uh, I'm, I think that everything should be consi- taken in, in prayer and just look for the highest. If it's for an individual, a mother who decides that, that she doesn't want to carry the child. I cannot judge her on that uh, for whatever reason. I don't know the circumstances, and I believe that that's where we miss it. We, we're so quick to judge and to ca- uh, cast criticism today, and uh, we don't have all of the details. We don't know the struggle. We don't know what it takes for a mother. And I know that there's just some very uh, uh, irresponsible individuals, just you know, just whatever, but I can't judge that either. What I can say is that we all are will be held... We all are held accountable for our actions, and so as long as an individual considers that uh, that there are some effects to ev- for to every cause, and uh, so uh, I, I can't judge it. I know that you know. I just I do believe that we should uh, prayerfully consider whatever decisions that we make because there will be residual effects.
1: Sure, got it. Now, one other question. One more question. I just, I love the people ask me questions. i got to listen to my own questions, but people are like. <laughs> <laughs> well, go easy, y'all. Go I know, easy, I'm Jack. I'm trying, Pastor Jack. I'm trying. What are your feelings on the death penalty? Oh,
2: man, I don't think that anybody <laughs> has the power to take another person's life. I mean, I'm, you're talking to a man who I don't even kill a bug because I believe that everything carries the life force in it. If I do, it's only if I'm in a state of fear that I will do that. Um, you know, just it just caught me off by surprise and I say fear I've just and fear is only just seeing ourselves seeing separation, thinking that it's gonna harm me. I I'm never in agreement for taking another person's life because I didn't we didn't give the life uh in terms of just the death penalty. Um, uh I'm I am i am you know, I'm, that's my position on that.
1: Okay. Now if you had to tell my listeners anything right now, you're looking at fifteen thousand listeners in five countries. Yeah, I know, right? I love you, listeners. Thank you all for listening. Absolutely. Um, what would you tell me? What would you like to tell my listeners?
2: I would like now. How much time do I have now? Are we about got, to get an end got this? fifteen minutes. Oh, fifteen <laughs> minutes. I would. I would. I thought we were rushing the last no, minute. No, no, no. You got fifteen minutes. Minutes. Okay. minutes. I would like to tell the listeners for one that life is wonderful and. It can be um, as wonderful as we desire to be, regardless to whatever your uh, experiences, past experiences, or your present experience might be. Um, I I believe that, and I'm speaking from a personal experience, my own personal experience, the more I engage my spiritual walk and uh, learn to have some alone time and commune with But that highest part of myself, it's known by many names, and it doesn't matter what name or reference we give this presence, this power. My reference is God. Um, Some days it's Jesus, some days it's God, whatever the reference is. It's big enough to take on whatever reference we need to give it, Mm -hmm. but just to have a relationship with it. And that there's so much more, um, so much available, so much of life available to us as we open our eyes and our hearts to Believe in it and accept it, uh, regardless to what the situation might have been. If uh for those who may be listening, and your situation is pretty tight right now, if you can just believe and begin to affirm that there is an answer and solutions. We said earlier, and that uh, this is going to change. This has come for my blessing. This has come to benefit. This has come for my good. Only good can come from this experience. And I'm accepting only good from this experience. I promise you that that experience, that encounter, that person, that situation will begin to transform before you. Because what's happening, you've transformed now. You see it. your own perception of it or them, and you can see how it began to bless you and work for you. I love living. I love. I'm so. I really do. I haven't always been at this point. Uh, but I'm just so thankful and so grateful to be present at this day and time. This is a wonderful time to be on the earth. It's a lot of uh, interesting energy. Uh, I would encourage you as you're looking out. Especially, I thank you, Greg, and for what you're doing and for your your uh, I, um, and for the good uh, good message, the positive thought, good thought um, message that you're carrying out and sending through the airwaves. Mm-hmm. I thank you for what you're doing. You're and welcome. for those of you who are listening, as we're looking at other media. Outlets, publications, and television began to guard your mind. Guard your mind, Stand guard be, be, become a uh, the gatekeeper of your mind. Don't allow if you know if we're watching movies. That's what's happening now. This, the stuff that we see on movies, we're now seeing it how people are living it out in their daily lives that's, is showing up on very the news. True. That's and so right. what has happened is that these images have made an impression on the mind of the person. Mm-hmm. On our it makes it, everything that we read, everything that we listen to, every conversation that we have. That leaves an impression on your subconscious mind. That's the seed of the soul. It's the memory bank of your soul. And it stays there. And the only way that we'll know that something is there that shouldn't be there is when it starts showing up in our body, in our experiences, in our relationships, in our finances, in our life situations. Mm -hmm. Stand guard of your mind. If you see something, an image... Turn on the news or watching television, all of a sudden there's a commercial coming on, a pharmaceutical commercial saying that you should get this drug or for whatever reason for this ache or this pain. Cancel that, turn it off, mute that. Don't allow that impression, that idea, that thought to impress a, and make an impression on your mind because if it does, then your body, all of a sudden, your body starts feeling a pain, ache and pain and you think you got to run and get that. Stand guard of your mind and don't allow these negative images coming through movies and in these television shows if it's not what you want to see happening showing up in your life experience don't give it, don't entertain it don't give it the oxygen and the oxygen is your attention things can only live in our experience when uh, only when we give it oxygen through our attention and our uh the va- and validation by affirming it or speaking it right. condition the mind yourself to uh see those images and entertain those images and those ideas that you want to see more of in your life. And that's a that's a work, I promise you. Cuz it's easy you don't have to look for bad. You don't have to look at the. You don't have to look for bad news. It will find its way to you. I promise you. Somebody in your experience, a family or friend, co-worker, right. neighbor, somebody, a person on the street you don't even know, will bring you the information. But when it comes to you, cancel it. I cancel that. That will not be my experience. They're talking about the economy. Don't agree with it. Cancel that! No, I live in God's economy. In God's economy, there's more than enough. All I have to do is open myself up to experience it. If the gas prices are going up, the food prices are going up, don't complain. Shout and praise God for it. Because if the gas prices and food prices are going, that means your money's supposed to go up. Begin to give thanks. Oh, that means my <laughs> money's coming true. up. That's, That's a sign true. that my my <laughs> finances are coming up. Hallelujah! <laughs> That's
1: change true. Change your change
2: our your whole uh, method of thinking. The mentality of our approach. Don't engage in conversation if it's about. I don't care if it's your loved one, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, son, or daughter, your boss. If they're talking negative talk, talking about the aches and pains and the woes of life, distance yourself from them. Say, now I can accept that. I'm working hard on my own overcoming, and I'm desiring a better life not only for myself but for those who are around me, my family and friends and loved ones. So I must stand guard in my mind. You are the gatekeeper of your mind, friends. And the only, the only way that something can enter your mind is if you have opened up the gate and allowed it to come through.
1: Wow. Wow. Well said. That was well said, Pastor Jack. That's the way I live my life anyway. I wake up. It's a fabulous day because I woke up.
2: Hallelujah! Yeah. And when so, you get up, begin to affirm it. This is the day. This, this is, is the day. day. Right. This is my day. Everything's going my way. Everything and everybody blesses <laughs> me today. This is my day. Right. right. I, I I survived another to whatever another twenty-four hours, another twelve hours, eight hours, ten hours of sleep just to rise up to bear witness and affirm that this is my day. Now tell me, Pastor Jack, what
1: is the future for? Where do you see the future for the United? Palace Cathedral Church?
2: Great question, Greg. Um, United Palace Cathedral, we're celebrating 44 years in October. Isn't that awesome?
1: Wow, 44 years.
2: Hey, Reverend 40
1: years. Wow. 44
2: <laughs> years in October.
1: Congratulations.
2: Praise God, thank you, and congratulations to the founder, the founding family, board of trustees, and the members and friends here. Um, the church has uh, really been moving through transition over the past several years, and I'm the first really official pastor since Reverend Ike. There's been resident pastors, but I'm the first uh, individual that they're naming as pastor, so I'm actually Reverend Ike's successor, and so that's really huge. Uh, it's an awesome ministry, phenomenal legacy. Um, there's uh, We're right now working on building community. The church resides in Washington Heights, predominantly Dominican. Uh, interestingly enough, the congrega- congregation had not reflected um the the community, and so what we're doing now, and all of the new initiatives from our neighborhood fellowship and our golden youth ministry, you know we we have chronologically gifted individuals here re, who refuse and they get upset if you call them seniors or elders here, so we gotta be we're cute Careful. we call' them, we call them golden youth. And they love it. And so we have activities bi-monthly for our golden youth. And for our youth, we have a back, uh, back-to-school program. And we uh, we just did a neighborhood walk on Saturday. We uh, took blessings to the street, to the community. Uh, UPC takes it to the street. And uh, just now establishing a relationship with our community. Uh, my desire is that during this time that I'm here, that the United Palace Cathedral will become an anchor, a spiritual anchor, in the life of this community, not only in Washington Heights, but in this whole um, area from Harlem, this whole um, northern Manhattan area of where we are, uh, that we become this kind of anchor. That the Individuals, when I meet people in the community who tell me they never knew, they've been here 20 years, 13, 20, 35 years, never knew that this was a church. They thought it was just a theater. They thought, and I've met people downtown, they said that they thought the church closed years ago. Uh, so I thank you for creating opportunity for us to get the word out about the church. Uh, my, my, as I was saying, that my intention and in my prayer is that through some kind of way in my being here, that we can help bring light to United Palace Cathedral, uh, to the life, uh, to the mission and vision of this ministry. That um, it will uh, continue to be here for not only for uh, for those of us who are here now, but for the succeeding generations to. To bear witness and to enjoy, to be blessed by, just as we are now. It's interesting to, and probably, I uh, pray that um, most of uh, your viewers or listeners have, have uh, are familiar with Reverend Ike and his message. And there, but there's so many who are not. But you'll find tenets of his teachings being taught by everyone now, especially huh. the televangelists. All of the televangelists who's teaching, preaching prosperity, they got it from him. Right, and they right. were the he very ones who grew- out, talked about him when he was preaching it. But they learned him from him, and now they're teaching and preaching it.
1: I grew up listening to Reverend Ike when I was like three, four, and now <laughs> now I'm fifty. So,
2: oh, well, so, hallelujah.
1: I've, I've I've told my listeners, I'm like, if you've never heard of Reverend Ike, just Wikipedia him, go on the internet and find out about Reverend Ike.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, given what he did, the first uh, uh, African American to be televised, um, you know, right. and minister to be right. televised in the in the 60s and 70s. It was awesome. Over, I think it's over a thousand radio television programs. I don't know, 1,500 maybe. It, right. That's awesome. That is awesome. And we're talking about the Billy Graham's and and the Orr Roberts. This is uh, same same league. If not beyond. He was before them, right? He was way before. Around them. actually around the same same time when they were coming out, because I think from what I was told that um, a couple of they wanted to study him to see how he was doing, what he was doing.
1: But he was the first black. He was the first African American.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, to pack Madison Square Garden here in New York back in oh, the yeah. '70s, that's huge. Right. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge.
1: What was? I remember his line: "You can lose."
2: With, with the, the stuff I, I use, <laughs> hallelujah! <laughs> and you know what? You can't you still can't lose with it because it's right, good stuff. Right, and the right. stuff that we're using is the God stuff, friends, and we all got it. Just right. most people, a lot of people don't know they have it, and, right. they, and because they don't know it, they don't know what to do with it. This is well, the treasure in earth, hidden in earth in and vessels. This right. is the treasure. Right. Well. So, um,
1: I'm running out of time, Pastor Jack. I wanna Oh wait wait, wait,
2: no, you can't run out yet because I haven't invited the your listeners okay, to come. Please do that. Please do. We uh the month of October. We're starting our month off the first Saturday, October first, with a prayer, community prayer breakfast. Come on over. Wonderful time of praying uh, and eating at nine AM. Um Dr. Will Coleman out of Atlanta will be with us on the first Sunday at 3 p.m. We have a jazz service planned for the third Sunday. But the last Sunday is our official homecoming and installation service. That's where I will be officially installed. We have guests. Bishop Carlton Pearson will be with us. Dr. Michael Beckwith from Los Angeles will be with us. Bishop Barbara King from Atlanta will be with us. Reverend Al Sharpton is scheduled to be with us. Congressman mm-hmm. Rangel and so many more. Bishop Xavier Eichron will be here. The the um, uh, the Reverend Mrs. and the Eichron uh, Ike, uh, Coder family will all be here. We encourage you to come. That's at 3 p.m. We have a general reception at 12, a uh, uh, private dinner at after the uh, event. So please come. If you can't come, log on our site. We stream all of our services live at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, UnitedPalaceCathedral.org. If you want more information, you can call the church at 212 568 6700. 212 568 6700. Thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this o- opportunity. Now tell, us, tell us one more time where you're located. We're located. At 175th Street and Broadway, 4140 Broadway in the Washington Heights area. Uh, That's Upper Manhattan. 4140 Broadway at 175th Street, between 175th and 176th on Broadway. Come up and see us. We would love to have you here to welcome you and to just love you in the way that we do here at United Palace Cathedral. You're blessed. You're wonderful. Know that you are loved, and God loves you, and there's an abundance of good already at your fingertips call it forth accept it
1: ah well Pastor jack on that note i really want to appreciate you for calling in and thank you for the interview and i will be in touch i look forward to that greg thanks
2: so much for having me okay
1: hey thank you for coming
2: All all right
1: bye bye now you're listening to the quiet storm and i'm your host greg lassiter here at g radio new york city where you can find your classic soul in R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, we had a very special guest, Pastor Jack Bomar from the United Palace Cathedral Church in New York City. I want to thank all my listeners for listening and tuning in, and all of Pastor Jack's listeners for tuning in. Because tomorrow, remember this, you know, when you wake up every day, it's a good day and a chance to do it right again. So, guys, I want to get back to... um, to um, uh, Troy Davis I see he's gotten a, a reprieve um, From um, from Giving the death penalty So I guess that's very good So we should see where this goes As you guys know I'm not I don't believe in the death penalty The death penalty is not a deterrence To keep somebody from killing And I don't believe That the government should take a life Because um, you took a life Man, it's two wrongs, and two wrongs don't make a right. But that's just what I'm saying. That's just what I believe and what I'm thinking about. Um, So I'm going to try to get in. I actually don't even have time to get in any more of any more music. So I just want to let everybody know, starting October 1st, we're launching G Radio New York City, where we're going to have the on-air personalities like Daryl Williams, The Morning Show, Alonzo Zoe, Bryant, who's going to be in there, and, of course, yours truly. I will be doing the quiet storm from 7 to midnight, five nights a week, Monday through Friday, and perhaps I'll do the weekend house party. I'm not real sure yet. I'm off tomorrow, but I'll be back on Friday with the Friday house party Um, doing the funk thing. If you want to call in and be a part of it, let me know. You guys know how to hit me up. You can hit me up on Facebook. Greg of New York City, become my friend, or get a hold of my producer, Brenda Timmer, or perhaps, you know, email me or something, or leave me an email here on on um, Blog Talk Radio. So I want to thank everybody again for listening. Um, I'm going to get up out of here in a few minutes, but um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I can't name everybody. I'm going to name the countries. The U.K., um, Germany, Japan, oh wow, South Africa, uh, Iceland, of course the United States, oh wow, Turks and Caicos, that's the Caribbean, um, Hawaii, so um, I want to see all you guys for listening because without me, without you, there'd be no me, wow, I'm glad that came out right, I'm glad to say that, you guys, because you guys keep me around, and I'm glad you guys like my music, and I love talking to you because I love you guys. Remember this, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you are still among the stars. I am Greg Glasner. I am out of here. And again, thank you all for listening. Peace.